Welcome to the Female Disruptors Office Hours, a podcast audio experience created for women by women. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. Each episode, I will interview females and minorities disrupting in their space. We're going to talk about how you can break through the age and gender discrimination, how women can take back your power, how you can have anything you want at any age. So let's get started. Welcome to the Female Disruptors Office Hours podcast. My name is Lisa Beyer and I will be your host. And I am have the pleasure of having Susan Bratton on to be my guest. And Susan and I go back to the internet marketing days when we shared a panel probably 10 plus years ago. And we have both taken some twists and turns and been disrupting. And I'm just going to introduce Susan. And now she has gone from internet marketer to being an expert in sexual wellness. So welcome, Susan, and tell us how this journey came from (laughs) internet marketing and ad tech world to now we're in the world of sexual wellness, which you are a disruptor and we we need all this information that you're sharing with us. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. I love what you're doing with the female disruptors, and I definitely am one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was crazy when I, it, it was almost 20 years ago. I used to be the chair of the Ad Tech Conference, and I produced 21 global events and placed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of speakers. And I was the MC. I was on a lot of panels. I spoke around the world. I talked about digital marketing. I was a founder of the Internet Advertising Bureau. And my husband and I really hit a crisis point in our marriage where we were together for over a decade. We had a little girl. We were a very successful Silicon Valley couple, but our intimacy was on the rocks. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. looking back, really, we just didn't know what we were doing in the bedroom. And I wasn't satisfied with the sex we were having. We were having intercourse and I wasn't having orgasms from it. And I wanted to do it less and less and less. And after a while, I was basically just giving my husband mercy sex. And he was super bummed out about it. And he checked out emotionally out of the relationship and started having an affair with a a married woman. And I didn't know it at the time that he was, but later he, you know, he kind of admitted it and we decided to get some therapy and the therapists were helpful for some of the things that had happened. But in all honesty, it wasn't until we started going to sex workshops and actually learning about our sexuality and learning sexual skills that it repaired our relationship. He let go of the other woman he was seeing. He made a recommitment to our marriage. We fell back in love, bigger and better than ever. And at the time, it was after the dot bomb. And we we were both like, okay, what are we going to do next in our career? It was a real dead time in the Silicon Valley. There were no jobs. Nothing was going on. We took a year off and we just kind of like, traveled the world, enjoyed ourselves, spent like 30 grand in workshops and personal development and just assessed what we wanted to do. And my husband is the inventor of Rhapsody, the first online music service. And my company invented the cable modem at home network. We bought Excite, one of the first search engines. And we said, well, Jesus, why are we going to these workshops where there's, you know, 20, 30, 40 people 
takes a weekend of your time. They're mostly in San Francisco. This is not available to people all over the world, but people all over the world need to have these techniques. They need to, I mean, if, if you just learn what to do, sex can be so good and you can't learn it from movies and television. That's a shitty version of sex. You can't learn it from porn. That's degrading to women. And when you learn these conscious, passionate, heart-connected, love-making techniques, pleasure skills, communication skills, you have an incredible experience together. And we saw our friends getting divorced. They were dropping like flies, Lisa. And we knew it wasn't money because they all, they were all doing well too. And so we said, we know it's the sex. We know they've disconnected intimately they've disconnected emotionally they're having affairs with their secretaries they're having affairs whatever women are giving up their sex lives they're like it's not good for me and so we both looked at each other and said well we just basically need to put sex techniques we need to give people these workshops in a box digitally delivered so they can do them anytime from anywhere around the world and i can remember when I was still attending ad tech and I was starting my new company, everybody was freaked out. This was almost <laughs> 20 years ago, Lisa. You were so ahead of your time. I mean, I, I remember oh, actually like, you. you know, we were friends on Facebook and I remember seeing some of your posts. And at first I was like, what is this the Susan I know, or is this what? a different Susan? <laughs> is Susan like flipping out or is she okay? And then, you know, I started following you, you know, paying attention more. And I was like, wow, Susan is filling this void that yes, at the time, like, I mean, you know, now it's becoming a little bit, you know, more, I don't even want to say mainstream, but yeah, more talked about and, and yeah. you've disrupted and been, dis been disrupting, but you know, back then 10 or 15 years ago, this was not on the table and yeah. it's taken all of these different major, they're not, I'm, they're, I'm not calling the milestones, but major things have happened to disrupt women and like bring it to like the world's attention that, you know, we, we are female and we have this feminine power and, and, you know, it's, it's not easier to just like walk away from a relationship. It's easier to, you know, actually like try different things that weren't ever talked about. Like we weren't taught this growing up. No, nobody was taught it. It's not our parents' job to teach it. Sexual growth is personal growth. It's personal work that you do if you care about it. And honestly, at least most people, they squander their sex life. They they just are like, you know, it's good enough. I'll do what I have to do, or I don't want to have sex anymore, or what have you. I would say that the people who have a personal growth mindset, like I just want to learn everything and live an optimal life. Those are my people. I care about my sexuality and I want to live an optimal life. And I know that sex is a part of that. That's my person. I don't try to change anybody's mind who doesn't want that. You can't change a person's mind. It's really a mindset. So I just find my people. And that's one of the things about the internet that I realized all the digital marketing technologies, strategies, concepts, internet marketing, everything that I learned. I had to apply to my business because I'm the opposite of porn. I'm the antidote to porn. And when I started, I didn't start with my own work because I didn't know what I was doing. I was learning. I started by publishing the work of others. I started a publishing brand, an imprimatur. Personal Life Media is my publishing brand. And I've published 20 different online programs. I've written almost 50 books 
Most of them are eBooks. They're digitally delivered. They're simple PDFs. They're short. They're sweet. They get to the point. They tell you what to do. You do it. You have success. And you're like, give me more. Because that's the thing about sexuality. It's a vast landscape. There's so much to it from sexual health to communication skills, to understanding your libido, your desire, your arousal, to understanding sexual techniques such as oral pleasuring, sex positions, intercourse techniques. I mean, people think they know how to have intercourse. They don't. People are having horrible, they're doing a horrible, crappy job at intercourse. That's why Dr. Lori Mintz did a TED talk called The Orgasm Gap, which is how easy it is for a guy to have orgasms from intercourse and how hard it is for women. It's because people are learning from porn, which is this patriarchal, male-focused orientation towards sex. So the guy gets off and the woman doesn't. And I am trying to, what I'm disrupting, <laughs> what mm -hmm. I'm disrupting is how we understand women's pleasure so that women are like, oh my God, you mean it's not me? You mean my libido's not really screwed up? You mean I'm not broken? You mean it's not me that can't come? It's just the way I've been having sex? This is how my body works? This is my arousal pattern? And it's like all my other girlfriends and we didn't know this? Holy shit. And then all of a sudden you learn five things and you start having orgasms and then you get confident. And then you're like, oh, I can have 20 different kinds of orgasms. Tell me more. <laughs> so this is my disruption. It's not the courage it took me. I mean, I was, when people would say to me, oh, what do you do? I would get a lump in my throat 15 years ago. I would be like, um, gulp. Yeah. I run a publishing company and I publish passionate lovemaking techniques. And I would try to say it as like cool as Sugar I could, it. but I have yeah. a lump in my throat the whole time for years, just even saying out, out loud. Now I do not. I am super comfortable with it all because ultimately I realize that people need me. You know what they need me for most? Permission, education, inspiration. They need to know what they want is okay. And here's how to get it. And it's easy and it's normal, but here's how we need it as women. And it's not our guy's fault. It's society, it's culture, it's norms, it's porn, it's movies. It's all that stuff. That's all screwed up. We can't fix that. What we can do is exactly what you're doing, Lisa Beyer, with your female disruptors. We're getting together and we're talking about the way it's going to be now, people. This is what we're going to do now. This is how it's going. Get used to it. We're showing up. We're team oriented. We're not territorial. We help people. We make, we create win-win situation. I mean, it's the opposite of the way business was done. It's the opposite of the way sex is portrayed. It is the era of the woman. And the I world is going to get better. Because you're collecting people like me, and I, at 61 years old, am standing up and teaching people how to transform having sex into making love, how to transmute friction into connection, because the old way was not serving us.
and it must serve us. It can't serve men if it doesn't serve women. And that's what we've learned until it serves us. It can't serve them so that, so we better get it. We we better get it right now. Well, what you just described asking for permission and what you, you know, went into more detail. I mean, we could apply that to so many different categories, not just sexual wellness. And exactly. I mean, that's part, you know, a big problem, you know, that we're trying to, you know, focus on is like why women have to ask for permission, whether it's, you know, sex or, you know, all these different categories, even permission to succeed within themselves. So, I mean, I think just doing this work that you're, you're, you're putting out there can help in so many different ways. And, and, you know, this is what we need to focus on, but orgasm gap. Okay. I just wrote that down. This is the first time I've heard about the orgasm gap because we're Mm -hmm. talking about the gender gap, the founder Mm -hmm. gap, founder gap equal pay gap. Now we have an mm-hmm. orgasm gap. So yeah. Susan, I am so excited that you are going to be a keynote speaker at the Female Disruptors Virtual Summit in January and share more details on how women can really explore their sexual wellness. And I don't want you to give too much away today. I would like to delve into a couple other categories because I follow you and I am like so honored to like learn from you. Mm-hmm. Is you know, as a digital marketer, as an entrepreneur, there's two different categories I want to talk about. The entrepreneur side, if any advice you can give females, professionals listening today, you know, tips on what you've learned in your entrepreneurial experience. And then also you're 61, you look fabulous and you're some tips on how you stay healthy. Okay. And beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's easy. Well, as far as being an entrepreneur, and being the CEO of two companies, there's a couple of things that I think have been really helpful for me. The first is that I started out in sales. I started out as a purchasing agent and the salesman would come and call on me and they were all men. The salesman would come and call on me. And I thought to myself, Ooh, I'm on the wrong side of the desk. I need to be in sales, not in purchasing. I, I need, I'm a, I'm a salesperson. I'm a, I'm a, outgoing, extroverted, gregarious person. And I like to create opportunity. And I, my boss at the time, Herman Ketting, (laughs) who's now long past, he was basically ready for retirement. And so he just gave me everything, all the opportunities. And I took advantage of them. I had a good mentor. And then when I got my first sales job, I had a really good boss and he gave me a lot of opportunities. And then I had a sugar daddy in my twenties and he took me all over the world, taught me all about wine and good food and became, I became more cultured. And he taught me about sales and how to close. And I used to do a lot of buddy calls with all these old sales guys and they all taught me things to do. I really looked at all my opportunities as mentoring. I actively wanted to be mentored all the time in my twenties. Then a woman hired me, but she didn't want to hire me. She wanted me to start my own company. And she mentored me to start my own business at 26, a a publisher's rep firm. And so she mentored me. Then I met my husband when I was 31, 30 or 31. And he started talking to me about the benefits of stock options and how much leverage there was in getting working for a company that 
offered stock options. And so then I was a millionaire by the time I was in my early 30s, multimillionaire from stock options. I moved to the Silicon Valley because I wanted to be in the thick of things. I met my husband there. He talked to me about stock options. I'm like, oh, stock options. I'm going to get stock options. Got stock options, made millions of dollars. That all of those things were because I was open. I was, I was ambitious and I liked selling. And I honed my sales skills and I was not afraid of money. I went after money. And then when I, when I was with my husband and we started our company, when I was in my early forties, I said, well, I think I should be the CEO because we're doing a sex thing. And I don't think it should be male led. And I kind of feel like between the two of us, I'm more of the CEO type of person. And he's like, you definitely are. You should be the CEO. I'll be the COO. He does the tech the finance, et cetera. I've been in business with that man almost 20 years, two decades now. We have a fantastic relationship, both at work and play. In our lives, we're successful parents, we're successful business people, we're, we're a successful couple. And a big part of it is because my husband believed in me. He's the wind beneath my wings. He's always encouraging me. He, he liked how ambitious I was. He liked that I liked being a rainmaker. He never tried to hold me back. He always pumped me up. And I grew into being a CEO because I was a natural born leader that was never crushed by anyone. I was never, I mean, I was put down. I had the shit kicked out of me. Men got my opportunities, you know, like I, I it's not like I had a blessed life or anything. I had to fight for every friggin' thing I've ever had, but fight I did. And the thing I think that was really smart. And one of the reasons I married my husband was he liked that I was ambitious. I liked that he was ambitious. We were a values match. He didn't try to put me down. He tried to build me up. And over the years, I've realized I'm a, I'm really good at productizing. I'm really good at reading the market. I'm really good at doing biz dev. I'm really good at looking at the cash and figuring out how to make money and bring in money. I make win-win relationships. And then my husband, he keeps the trains running on time. He keeps the servers running. He does the tech. He's He manages the people. He's the consistent daily person. And I'm more like the big picture, strategic, creative person. And we work super well together. And so I think it was just a combination of luck and focus and ambition and all that combination of things that, that helped me be successful. And I'm, I feel confident in in myself and my abilities and it's grown and it's grown and it's grown. And now that I'm six in my sixties, I'm, I just feel really confident about doing business. And interestingly enough, I also, uh, after COVID and the pandemic and what's been going on politically in our country, I'm also very careful, much more careful who I do business with now, because I want to do people who have a values alignment with me, not people who are, who don't believe in science, who, who, who don't believe in equal opportunity. I want to do business with people who are trying to raise, raise everyone up. That's what I want to do because 
I'm a person who likes to raise people up. I want to be an inspiration for people. I want to be a model for people. And that goes to your second question about, okay, you're 61 and you look damn good. You're doing lingerie photo shoots. You've got an OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. You're doing topless lingerie boudoir photo shoots and selling your pictures on OnlyFans at 61, girl. Holy shit. Yes, I am. Yes, <laughs> I freaking am. Because we need to see beautiful women of every age who are not only CEOs of their company, but sexually self-expressed, who feel beautiful for who they are and what where they are in their lives. And I want to model that too. So what do I do? I eat super well. I sleep well. I use a lot of red light therapy. I have a sauna. I have a mountain bike. I go to yoga. I work out with weights pretty much every day. I just had a facelift 10 days ago. You know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to be healthy and sharp and make money and help people have great sex and feel beautiful myself and have the, I have the best sex life ever at 61. I'm having the best sex of my life. So I feel like I'm in my prime right now. My prime. I've never been better. Never been better. Well, I've watched you I over the past women to do that, have that. Yeah. Yeah. Over the past, I, I think it's the past year or maybe less, like, you know, you, you've really, you know, been super focused on, because I, I messaged you, I'm like, Susan, what are you doing? You look amazing. And I want to like, <laughs> I want to do what you're doing. And, you know, you basically said the same thing, you know, weights and eating right and clean and healthy. Is there one thing that you discovered over the, you know, recently that you didn't have in your routine that maybe, you know, not everything is a silver, you know, there's not one silver bullet, but is there one thing out of everything you mentioned or made that was like, wow, I wasn't doing this. And this is something that I really believe I was missing. Yeah. It was working out every day. I had really bad long haul COVID. I got COVID right at the beginning of 2020. I'm here near the Silicon Valley. We had a, you know, we have a lot of Chinese back and forth, you know, visitors. And I, I got it really early on and I ended up getting long haul. And I was down for a couple of years. And when I started feeling better, I started, I said, okay, I've got to get my balance back. I'm so weak. I'm so emaciated. I've lost all my muscle. My, my cognitive function has been so damaged from COVID. I had meningeal swelling. And so I did 70 hours in hyperbaric tubes trying to, to, to fix my brain. And I was there were, first of all, I didn't know if I was going to live or die. Then when I realized I was going to live, I didn't know if I'd ever have my mental capacity back. I never, I didn't know if I'd ever be able to get out of bed and walk again. I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs. I couldn't walk up my driveway. I was incapacitated, unable to work, zero concentration. I mean, my husband had to really take care of me and keep running the whole business. And um, when I finally felt well enough to get up and move around and start walking, I said, all right, I've got to get someone to help me with basically physical therapy. And I hired a trainer to come to my house every day and help me regain my strength. And it was very remedial. It was like working with a 90-year-old woman. And he got me so solid, sprinting up hills, running beach stairs, lifting weights, 
flipping tires, hitting a sledgehammer, doing those big ropes, those CrossFit ropes. I mean, I went from not even be able to stand on one leg to flipping a giant tractor tire in a year. And I thought, the what's the cost of having a trainer? 150 bucks a day versus how much money I'm losing, not running my company every day. Like it, the money is, you can't even compare the be- the cost value is the benefit of having a trainer. And I won't work out if someone doesn't make me, I just won't. I can find a million things to do. I can just scroll Instagram and watch TV, you know, like I just won't do it. So for me, it was definitely number one thing was dude showing up at my freaking house. It's costing me money. I better get my ass out there and get my sneakers on because it's going to happen. And once you get over this like 10 week hump, then you start seeing some results and your energy starts multiplying and you get stronger and then you just love it. And you, you're, you're ready before he arrives. You're already out there with your sneakers on. <laughs> I love so, that. Yeah. So it really was just the chump chain. It's literally chump change compared to not having your health, not having your cognitive function, not having the muscles you need for your immune system. As you age, you need muscle, not fat. You need to have, you actually need to be strong. You need to be able to stand on one leg. You need to be able to get up and down off the floor. You need to be able to lift all your groceries out of the car. You just need strength. And once you have that, you feel so invincible. And the cognitive improvements you get from working out are immeasurable. That's why I'm on fire right now. It's from working out every day. You are. You know, my doctor, I had a about six or eight weeks ago, a meeting with my my doctor and she was reviewing my hormone levels and my my blood work and you know, asking me, you know, kind of like where I felt like I was having some some issues and I was having issues with sleep. And she asked me what my workout routine was. And mostly for the past 10 years, I I would say 90% of the time I I do yoga and hot yoga and vinyasa yoga and all kinds of different yogas and yes I have muscle but she's like Lisa you need to start working out with weights muscle is going to be or is your best friend it is and you need to work out three to five times a week still keep doing yoga because you need to be flexible and you need your joints need to be lubricated and all that's important with balance but and so I started it about six weeks ago and I started feeling a difference after four weeks where I'm like hitting the gym no problem And, you know, even when I'm traveling, I'm trying to integrate it, which, you know, that's really hard, but I I felt that, yeah, I felt that at first, the first week I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't what, you know, it's like out of your comfort zone, but I, I feel that fire that you're describing the beginning of it, at least. So I think that that's so critical. The other question, you know, just before we sign off that you can maybe give us like a little teaser for what you're going to talk to us about at the virtual summit, but if, for women, what is what is the first step that someone can take to start exploring their sexual wellness awareness? Yeah, sure. I would say probably the number one thing to do would be to get there's it. I have this concept called orgasmic cross training. I got the I got the the words orgasmic cross training from my girlfriend Sherry Winston. She wrote a really fantastic book called A Woman's Anatomy of Arousal. And I'm a real female anatomy nerd because I think that the more that you understand 
what your parts are, how they like to be touched, how they work, the more you can understand how to feel and improve your arousal patterns and have hotter, more satisfying sex. But the thing that I kind of like the twist that I added to orgasmic cross training, because for her, it was more like, well, if you can give yourself an orgasm with your finger on your clitoris, then try having your finger in your clitoris while you're making love, you know, like that kind of thing while you're having intercourse. And I think that's good. But what I think is even better, I mean, we live in the 21st century and sex tech is unbelievable these days. And what I tell women to do is something called orgasmic cross-training with five different types of sex toys. So it turns out that if you look at all the sex toys in the world, they fall for women, they fall into basically five categories. And if you have all five of those in your bedroom nightstand and you rotate them, you put them on a rotation system and you try and, and basically masturbate every single day that you possibly can. Some days you're going to be too tired or whatever. I understand. But if you actually kind of force yourself to do it within 30 days, you have so much more engorgement and blood flow to your genitals. You have Im- expanded and improved your orgasmic capacity. You come more easily. The orgasms are more intense and you can come from five different ways. And the five different toys are number one is a vibrator. So just a, you know, a regular old kind of a, a, a vibrator that's pretty standard. It could be rumbly. It could be buzzy. It could be a giant magic wand. It could be a little bullet. It doesn't matter. Whatever you like, you could have both of those. You could have more than five. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) The second one is a womanizer. That's technically called an air stimulator. It's like a sucker blower. And they're really, really nice. And womanizer, the wow group, they own the patent on that. And that's why they're really the only ones that, that really make them. And don't buy knockoff products, only buy really good brands with good batteries, good silicone, decent chargers, travel locks, you know, et cetera. So the womanizer is the second one, the air stimulator. The third is a G-spot tool of some kind so that you can stimulate the G area inside your vagina. Because when you have a G-spot wand of some kind, it can be vibrating or not, you are going to double or triple the amount of overall pleasure that you feel by incorporating G-spot awakening and G-spot pleasuring into your orgasmic practice. Number four is something called a thruster or pulsator, and they go inside the vagina and they use magnets. You can get them from Fun Factory. Fun Factory is really my top brand of all the brands that I work with. They make the the, the broadest line of toys. They have the highest quality. They're a German company. They're the, like a Porsche of toys, much better than a lot of the other companies that have been kind of rolled up under some of these umbrellas and they, they've shopped the stuff out to China and it's kind of junky. The thruster or pulsator is very good, especially for women who are worried about having pain from intercourse, or they haven't been having a lot of intercourse, they're getting back into the dating scene, it basically gets your vagina kind of activated. So that because there's so much sensation up inside your vagina, like people think, oh, it's just on the outer, you know, one third of your, no, it's all the way up in there, cervical orgasms, a spot, p spot, there's so much inside there. And it's not, the vagina is not a tube, like an inside out penis. It's more like a pocket. 
It's more like there's rooms in there. There's like all this place to explore inside your vagina. There's nerves that run down your legs. I mean, there's just so much to explore intravaginally that you need a pulsator or thruster that can give you that kind of feeling inside your vagina and awaken all that material. And then the last one, what the hell is the last one? I'm thinking, I'm thinking about what <laughs> well, I was only expecting you, you just gave us four out of five tips. I was just asking for the one intro, but, but yeah, oh, I know what is it like, is. Okay. I know what it is. Last one is basically like a rabbit vibrator. Fun factory makes two versions of it. They make the lady buy and the miss buy and the lady buy is bigger. The miss buy is smaller. I like the lady by because I'm almost six feet tall and I've got a giant vagina. So I like the larger one. Some women prefer the smaller version, but it has both an internal vibrator and an external vibrator. So you're getting complete stimulation of the entire vulval area. It ha- it's, it's stimulating everything all at once. So once you've gotten different parts activated, then you can activate the whole thing. I think that If you're going to do anything, it's start there with your own exploration and expansion, because it's just going to increase your engorgement, your lubrication, your turn on, your response, the intensity of your orgasm. And it's good for you. It releases chemicals. It helps you sleep. It's a stress buster. It resets your nervous system. It calms you down. It's soul satisfying. And it's, you don't need anybody. You've got it. You got this girl, right? So I like that about it too. Well, there you have it. Susan, we asked for a little small tip to tease <laughs> us until until the actual summit in January, but that was a that lot. Was, that was small, Lisa. <laughs> okay. Okay. So for those that maybe aren't going to be at the summit, which I invite everybody that's listening to follow us on Twitter and and Instagram and join us for the virtual summit. It's January 18th, 2023. If you're listening to this and it's past that, you can still circle back to us and, and find the content. But Susan, tell the audience where they can follow you in the meantime and connect with you and communicate with you. Sure. You can follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N, Susan Bratton. My main website is Personal Life Media. That's where all the 20 kinds of orgasms and the different kinds of vibrators and all that stuff is. Yoni massage, et cetera. And then betterlover.com has hundreds of free videos that I've shot, how to give a yoni massage, how to have passionate lovemaking, how to make love to an older woman, how to make love to a man, you know, all kinds of things like that, that are really all fun and free. And I think that's it. Those are three good places to start. Okay, great. Well, Susan, you have us on our way to sexual wellness. That's for sure. I've learned so much. Yes, yes, you're my hero. So thank you so much. And we will meet back in a little bit over a month. And in the meantime, we'll be following you on social. Yay. Thanks, Lee, so much. I really appreciate being part of your disruptor group. Yes, thank you for being a disruptor. Namaste. Thank you for joining us on the Female Disruptors Office Hours. If you want more, please check out our website at femaledisruptors.com. We are hosting the second annual Female Disruptors Virtual Summit in January 2023, and I would love to see you there, femaledisruptors.com. Thank you so much to our sponsors, The Buyer Group, Goat Social, and Social Media Pros.